All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have Matt Landman with us tonight. Uh, as you see, we just finished watching his movie, Franken Skies. Um, Matt is a filmmaker, an activist. He's the creator of Spiro Clothing, which has uh, EMF shields and they're designed to protect you. Matt created Franken Skies, what we just watched, and he's been researching and exposing the truth behind things like weather modification, geoengineering, chemtrails, and 5G technology. And what I like about it is he's using primary sources that aren't really disputable. You can find his work at spiroprotectionclothing.com, Franken Skies the movie, and actualactivists.com. How are you, Matt? Hey, thanks for having me on. How's it going? Good. Uh, it's great to have you. I think everybody pretty much enjoyed watching that. Um, it's just terrifying. Like, it's pretty horrifying <laughs> watching something like that. Um, some of the things that you've been doing uh, recently, I think, is you've been talking about 5G and helping people combat the 5g rollouts happening now across america i am in the northern virginia area so we're outside of dc and in our neighborhood there's a, an elementary school and they have this uh, 5g tower that went up and it's disguised to look like a tree but it's obviously not a tree <laughs> Um, it's, it's really creepy that this is on an elementary school property right next to the basketball court. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, what, what can people do as far as 5G goes? Because it just seems like they're steamrolling ahead with the agenda, especially right now because of COVID. Well, yeah, that's that's a lot there. Um, because of COVID, it seems like it, especially when people were locked behind closed doors, um, it, it seemed like that a lot of towers were getting put up more, more than before. Um, so you caught me off guard a little bit with Northern Virginia. I grew up in Herndon, Virginia, which is Fairfax County, which is probably near where you live. But yeah. we can we can talk about that either way later on, um, or not at all. But <laughs> to answer your question, I've traveled around. I've seen um, cactuses that are disguised at intersections, and I mean, there's no reason why they need to be there. The technology is like a cell tower can be on the hillside. It doesn't need to be within the city limits at all to, for you to have your, whatever you do on your smartphone, all the, all of the data that we have that we carry on these different carrier waves, it's all, I mean, 4G, 3G, all of it. Even once we get down to it, like the 5G is, is rudimentary. It doesn't even make sense. It's more like a weaponized tech, but to answer your question about like, what, what can we do? It's all up to the community level and it's become really, hard oh you something just clicks what just now well you can't really go and fight these things at a ground level anymore because before you could go in and have like a city hall meeting and you could go in and get your three minutes and have people lining up and talking to the um different city hall members including you know your county board of supervisors and then your local mayor and all that and you can get ordinances put in and get some momentum and pass an ordinance <laughs> 
get the fluoride removed from your town or have an ordinance on these, you know, cell towers or whatever, whatever it may be. But now it would make perfect sense for them to roll out the 5G at the exact same time because our hands are tied as citizens because it's all at a local level. So to answer your question, it is, you still have to, we still have to try, but it's, it's becoming more and more daunting. So I guess you have to buddy up with your local mayor and really do these things more so behind closed doors. Because before what I was doing is I was going around to all these different city hall meetings, um, Arizona, Oregon, and California, and speaking, and you would get three minutes. And I would say, uh, and basically they would say, oh, our hands are tied. The FCC says we can't talk about anything but how it looks, right? And that's why they're disguising it as cells, wow. as, as whatever nature, uh, cactuses or pine trees or palm trees or whatever it may be. But at a local level, you have to go in and, and do stuff. You have to get active. So rip on California. Uh, I think we're having a connection problem. Are you there? Are you with us? Hmm. Well, you know what? Um, I apologize. It looks like we're having some connection issues. I don't know if that's on my end because earlier today um, I had a problem with the Wi-Fi. The whole thing had to be re re redone. Uh, yeah, it looks like he just kind of popped out. Yeah. Okay. Because we had issues earlier today. Hmm. Yikes. Well, shoot, hopefully he'll come back in soon. Um, anyways, I just sent him an email and let him know. Yeah, I don't know if it's on us because towards the end, too, when we were watching his film, it seemed to be choppy a little bit at the end. So I don't know if that is on our end or not, but I guess I'm all right. So hopefully he co comes back in and joins us again because I really want to get um, his take on this. Like he, he's been doing this stuff for a while. Like he's not new to researching this stuff. And um, I, you know, think he's he's got a lot of information on it, and I'd like to hear that. Um, Kevin says we had chemtrails here today. Well, I mean, some people have said that they noticed that they kind of um, they seem to lessen under President Trump, but and I, th I think we may have experienced that too. But they're back again. Hmm. Yeah, he must be having a an internet issue. Well, shoot. <laughs> I really wanted to be able to talk to him. I've emailed him. Hopefully he'll be coming back in and um I'm hoping it's not like our internet connection. You know, also interestingly today, D Live slapped an X-rated tag on our channel. 
of course, you know, now people coming in have to kind of hit, go through like hoops to find us. They won't put us on the front page anymore. So I, I think I see him back in here. Um, Matt, if you're there, uh, you might want to try turning off your video and that might help save some of the internet connection if that's the issue. And just use like an avatar. You just hit the stop video button. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like he's having problems here. Well, we'll give him some time and see if he gets it worked out. No, I'm... I don't know what, what was going on with uh, DLive. That's weird. Yeah, we're certainly not an X-rated channel. <laughs> we're family-friendly here, obviously. Uh, we don't do anything weird. We certainly not to um, to get an X-rated label on a, on the channel, huh? They had a change in DLive policy. Very bizarre. Well, Panorific says we have very blue skies here in Seattle today. That's good. I had just recently in our area. I think I took a picture of it and I posted it somewhere probably on gab of just these crisscrosses and it's obviously not contrails or whatever kind of nonsense that they'll make up and say that's what it could be that's clearly not what it is it's obviously they're trying to like blanket the whole thing with these back and forth checkerboard looking thing Um, let's see. Yeah, we're still not able to hear Matt. I see him in here, but I just see a black square. Hmm. I wonder what the issue is. Well, hopefully he gets it figured out soon. No, um, Stolly, we didn't, I don't, I don't think you got any lemons back if you donated them. Um, I don't know what's going on with the DLive monetization right now, because they had demonetized us, then they monetized us, and then they demonetized us again, and then they put the X rating on it. Um, yes, I will give you Matt's information again. Let me pull that up, um, okay, so there are, uh, several things here that I'm going to give you guys. You can go to frankenskiesthemovie.com. You can do actualactivists.com and um, spiroprotectionclothing.com. And I really hope he's able to come back in uh, and talk to us because I want him to talk about his clothing line. Um, I think that that's very important, especially for um, pregnant women. That would be something if you're a woman, if you're pregnant, it'd be something you would you may want to look into, especially if you live in one of these areas where they're putting up these 5G um, towers, right? 
Uh, CA Tinknocker says over the target. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Of course, they don't want people to, to know about this stuff. And, you know, we've just had problems all day. We had an issue with the Wi-Fi where we had to go out and get like a whole new router box or something. And the entire thing was like eroded. Uh, I don't know why that was. It shouldn't have been. And, um, you know, <laughs> then the weird stuff with D Live monetizing us, then demonetizing us, and then slapping an X rated tag on us. And I feel like they, it's, they do that because it takes you off the front page, but it also makes you look like your, your channel's got like inappropriate stuff on it. And that's not right. Uh, this is probably Bobo's fault in some, some way. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So let's see. I think he's back. Um, it looks like he should be okay and should be able to talk. If he, if you try keeping your video off, that might help your internet connection. Hmm. Okay. There you go. Reason, hi, I was getting kicked <laughs> out of the platform and it wouldn't let me back in. That's so weird. But here I am. And I want to first thank you for screening the movie. Yes. And, and yes, there's Ripon, R-I-P-O-N, California, where the people, it's outside of Sacramento, and the people fought back and they removed a cell tower because the kids were getting cancer at, a, at an elementary school. So you really have to just do your due diligence like boots on the ground because your Senator, I mean, all these things have been so corrupted, you know, we have to, to answer your question. Sorry. That was, I might, I, I'm I, sorry to leave y'all hanging and I'm sorry about that. I have no idea what happened. I was in the middle of a sentence and it just kicked me off the platform and, and my internet was working fine, which was funny. And I heard you say your internet's not working, but, um, here yeah, I am just today, halfway. the whole Wi-Fi router box, like had to be replaced just right before we screened the documentary, we had to run out and get a replacement. And the entire thing was like corroded on the cord. Um, and I don't know why that would be. That's it's bizarre. And also today <laughs> D live put an X rated tag on our channel. And obviously we're like a family friendly channel here. We don't even really like to use curse words so they're an x-rated tag when people come into the channel now they have to click like some they have to jump through like an extra hoop to get on and say like oh this is for mature audiences so it's just a way to like take you off the front page of d live and because we're live 24 7 we we typically would be like at the top on the front page now they've moved us to the back so for some reason today they don't like us <laughs> Yeah, sorry to hear. And and I don't see why it won't let me come on with the video, but that's cool. This is this is great. And thank you so much for having me on. So the film, it ended in 2017. It was released in 2017. And so the film was a chronological timeline of, of weather modification, history, which evolved into geoengineering and what have you. And then that was stop it, it the, the film was released in 2017 so so much has happened between now and then we're on the verge of there's so much to talk about so can i just can i tell you all about an experiment that's unraveling in sweden where, and we can't even go there because of their lockdown yes so there is an experiment at the hands of david keith this this uh harvard researcher 
and he's getting his funding from uh, Bill Gates. And it's this public, big um, showcase. Uh, the media is really running with it and telling the world that Bill Gates wants to dim the sun to save us from global warming. And it's really getting uh, debated, but the, the, the debate's being controlled, and it's, it's being really um, – it's very controversial. So I have a, a big stake in this because it's the, for, it's the launch of chemtrails. It's the normalization of chemtrails, essentially. So what the powers that be seemingly want to do is spray more and then sidestep all of the spraying, which is treason, really, all, all the experimentations and crimes against humanity. They want to sidestep all the stuff that they've been doing – and then do it publicly and get, uh, basically, they want consent from the public. So Bill Gates and David Keith are going to go with Harvard and Sweden and Sweden's NASA and spray in front of the sun and see what they can use to dim the sun, spraying different chalk-like substances. And eventually, it seems like they'll, they'll conclude that aluminum will work down the line. So what had happened was they were going to do this experiment in Tucson, Arizona, um, three years ago, and I had a protest and a conference there, and and they put the experiment on hiatus. But what they were to do then there was the, the same characters, David Keith, with the funding from Bill Gates, private Bill Gates, not Bill Gates Melendez Foundation or anything like that. Bill Gates, he's the sugar daddy of geoengineering, and what geoengineering is is spraying chemicals in front of the sun to dim the sun. And, and then supposedly that saves us from climate change and whatever and global warming, if you even believe that narrative, which if you really would get, want to get into that narrative, if you watch the movie, and thank you if you sat through the movie, every documentary is, is, is um, length, is, I don't wanna say painful, but that, that one was, was really heartbreaking. And I, I get what you mean where, you, what you said, where it's like, it was good and bad to watch it. But I, I think it's one of those documentaries that can really wake you up to a lot of things. If you can realize those lies in our skies, you can realize all these other lies like COVID and all these other things that are just right in front of your face, including the 5G, which I would love to talk about too. So yeah, there's this sun dimming experiment that was put on hiatus for a few years and now they're doing it in Sweden and they're testing their equipment in June and sometime in the next few months after uh, they've realized that, or say that their balloon stuff works, they're going to go up in a balloon and spray different stuff in front of the sun to figure out what stuff works best to dim our skies. And if you've seen these dystopian movies like Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer, the film, every human on earth has died except for at least the people on this high-speed train. And it's because they spray the skies with chemicals, just like chemicals, chemtrails. It starts off chemtrails coming out of jets. And it is because of global warming and climate change. They wanted to uh, offset and they, they accidentally did too much and put everything into an ice age. But, but we, there's no reason why we need to act all crazy. And the stuff that is happening, the droughts and the exacerbated storms and whatnot, it can be argued very much that it is, um, that these are engineered in, in and of itself. So you're, they're playing this Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution saying we need one to save us from the other when the problem is actually what the solution is, what they claim. So I'm making Frankenskies 2, another movie. And it'll, awesome. take, it'll take us from 2017 to hopefully the not dystopian uh, future where um, Bill Gates is dimming our sky publicly and the, and the majority somehow gets behind this guy because he's like a success story, I guess. I'm, I've been analyzing this a lot. But I think they want a boogeyman and a scapegoat and all these other things. But <laughs> should I try to get my video to work or does this work best like this? Because we have a lot of people on. 
you work fine like that. Okay, um, cool. We don't want to mess with it. We're glad to have you. We don't want to lose you Thank again. You. Um, right yeah, no, I think that it's abs- you're absolutely correct. And it, Bill Gates has also been buying up um, farmland across the United States. We're pretty disturbing. I think he's now the biggest... Um, a landowner of farmland in the U.S., and he's also been saying we need to be eating like lab-grown meat and totally cut out real meat from our diet. So it just the agenda seems to be multi-pronged, right? It's not just about like altering the environment around us, but changing us too from the inside out. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't know about you, but I don't think I'm going to be volunteering to eat the lab-grown meat anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But it is very weird that he's behind all these things. So he is the guy behind the vaccine agendas, and he has before claimed to be a depopulation agenda kind of guy that he wants to lower the population of the earth like 15 to 20% or something like that. But also he's the majority owner now of the Canadian rail system. So he's get, gobbling up this infrastructure for rail and food supply infrastructure and channels of distribution, the food supply, which is interesting. And yes, he's the primary uh, single landowner of agriculture, farmland in the United States, which is fascinating. But his role of dimming the sun, this Mr. Burns boogeyman, it, it seems I've, I've, I've really done some deep thought on it. And it, the country kind of got played a little bit with the media and Trump and all this nonsense, you know, a few years of our lives. And what happened was is a lot of people, I've analyzed it, and I'm, you know, I'm sure I'm not 100% right, but a lot of people were controlled through hate and fear and the media would stir up all these emotions, you know, like right when Trump got in, he grabbed a bleep bleep, you know, and that was crazy for the kids and all that. And it was just crazy for everything. And everyone, everyone was acting out of hatred and fear. And in that frequency, you're not in hope and love and you're very controllable, you know, and you can be manipulated. And I think that, if we have a boogeyman like Bill Gates, no matter what the outcome, if we're all in hatred and fear of this guy, even if we are kind of like united in hatred and fear, it's not a, it's not the best way to unite. And it's not going to really, it'll probably bring division in it, you know, with it because it's in the frequency of fear and it's never going to get us anywhere. And may, and, and at the end of the day, also, I mean, it's a part of, I think it's some sort of a disclosure thing. Like they need somebody to, to tell everyone that they're doing it. Cause they can't just do all these crazy things and behind the scenes, they need some sort of uh, uh, consent from us all. Cause, cause there is some sort of karma thing. If you get on a, I mean, there's, I mean, that's, that's another, that's another story. So, Hey, where in Nova are you at? <laughs> I'm in uh, Vienna. Oh, cool. Yeah. I remember we played you guys in football. I, I, totally, <laughs> I totally grew up in Herndon. I don't know if you heard that. I did hear that. And I okay, actually, cool. I grew up in South Florida. I live here now. Um, and it's really convenient because we can go to a lot of these events in DC and we're very close to everything. But on the other side of the coin, it's like, yeah, we're surrounded like by the Beltway folks, you know, the the contractors and stuff, all the federal employees. This is like a 90% um very like liberal area and they they just like a lot of my neighbors do not question 
anything that the media tells them there. I have one neighbor who just like, she is terrified of coronavirus and she runs around like after her daughter, like sanitizing everything and makes uh, all the kids stand like six feet apart from each other. They all have to wear masks outside. So it, <laughs> it's just kind of crazy, but it is also, I mean, it's a, it's a good area here. I do. I do like it. I just wish I, that we could get these folks a little bit more on board with questioning things. <laughs> I, I hear that. I'm in Ashland, Oregon, which I'm very surprised how, um, mask wearing Oregon has become, but you know what? I started going to the town square on Saturdays and holding up signs. Um, the signs that say, um, masks are stupid. That one got a lot of middle fingers and, and, and I'm surprised <laughs> no one really got mad, but we had some really cool ones like COVID 1984 and, uh, I love your smile and, uh, in tyranny for kids or something. So I don't know, whatever we had some really creative signs. And it started off just me and a couple of friends, and now it's growing. But the point is, I was shocked that there were a lot of people under the, you know, radar that totally were excited and pulling over and giving us hugs and stuff. It was unreal, oh. the percentage. And a lot of the really wealthy people were like, honk, honk, yeah, giving us the thumbs up, you know? And I was surprised because I thought there was a big divide. I thought the really rich people were like, brainwash so it's interesting mm. and i'm sure that in nova it's very similar maybe probably not because a lot of people around there their lives depend on um believing a, a big fat lie a lot of those yep. people i grew up with in high school like this it's it's a miracle i got out of there alive <laughs> but like <laughs> no because everyone got such a good job you know and i went and moved to yeah. california thankfully and, and pursued i wanted i always wanted to get a film degree and i did finally and I even made a movie, which is fantastic. So that's that's me. But do we have any f questions about Frankenskies or anything, or how you know it, to really grasp that we could make it rain in the 1920s, and then they come <laughs> on the, the news now and say drought this, drought that, and forest fires this and that, and not a mention on the forest fire conversation about we can put these things out with engineered rainstorms. They can steer the jet stream, even this Texas thing. Have you all talked about this Texas? attack it's it, it's it's literally climate engineering weather warfare what, what just happened to texas a few weeks that's back. that's what it seems like and you know um i would say too that they're talking about we need to do these things because of climate change but they don't say they're the ones that have been changing the climate <laughs> for decades mm -hmm. that we've got to fight climate change it's like okay so you cr you manufacture the crazy climate and then you have to fight it Exactly. That's why my sequel, Frankenskies 2, is titled Climate Chains Like Shackles because they're kind of cornering us and then saying, oh, we need to dim your sky because of your uh, CO2 emissions. If you watch Frankenskies 1 and, th and think about it, you know what dry ice is? They're manipulating the storms with dry ice and dumping dry ice in the atmosphere. That's carbon dioxide. It's just frozen carbon dioxide. So they're seeding clouds with the stuff that they say is so bad and it's not even the number one greenhouse gas the number one greenhouse gas is water vapor and still if you really analyze their their story of like rising sea levels and the, the sea levels have not risen that's one thing that really can you know you can sink your teeth into maybe if people are on the edge of that one you know it's it's al gore and he came out that movie and propaganda really is something 
20 years ago, I don't think they could really get away with this coronavirus thing because we don't, we wouldn't have the internet in our pockets. Like we do, this was really psychologically very planned, very smart, very tact, like a very like well thought out plan behind closed doors. But it's, it's the access and manipulation of the flow of information that I see very, um, I'm actually getting really worried about it because where I'm at, the libraries are closed, the bookstores are closed, and all yeah. the kids that I know that they, if they want access to information, they have to Google it, and they can't find that browsing of the library. Oh, you know, there's, there's intuition, and there's oh, I'm curious about this, and you can't find that in a Google search when you're eight years old. I'm sorry. No, you can't, and Google also is very censored. No kidding. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Somebody kept asking me, how come they took Franken's guys off of the internet? And I was like, now it's still there. You just can't find it. Yeah. Um, I do. Ha I'm getting a little feedback. Do you have, um, do you have the uh, show up somewhere? You may want to turn the volume down on that. Mm, um, no, I don't have the show. Up. You know, is, is, I wonder is there a getting... I'm speaking into a microphone. And I'm getting feedback. Like I'm like, I was hearing an echo. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it, I think it's gone now. So weird. Uh, okay. So I have actually several questions for you. One of them Please. came from one of our listeners, uh, Captain Liberty. And I thought this was an, an interesting question. So he says, uh, do you think 5G frequencies or overtones have direct interactions with custom structured nanoparticulate aluminum and alloys, like a transmitter interacts with an antenna. It is my belief that it is one of several reasons aluminum is in everything from vaccines to table salt to chemtrails. Uh, yeah, so that's a great question. And I've given this one a lot of research and thought and it is a very weird future. So first, to really go there, you have to get in the mind of the sociopaths who are behind the scenes and have been um, using trickery and manipulation to steer the, the gen genetic engineering of the human race, seemingly. And the writing's on the wall, okay? A couple years ago, I saw Time magazine with their um, talk of the new next new wave of antibiotics. And they were talking about, it, it sounded like nanobots. They said that your immune system needs to be um, controlled, you know, from a remote source. And we're going to be introducing, you know, these new things. And now with co coronavirus, and if you really dig, dig and read these different things that are coming out and what this new um, vaccine even does is they're, they're overriding the immune system with tech, right? And if you see the, um, there was like a March edition, don't mind me, maybe 2018, I think it was, of National Geographic, and it said um, the evolution of humanity, and it showed monkeys and then humans and then these like cyborg kind of half-human things, and they're talking about, well, we have to evolve to be able to go to Mars and all this horrible stuff but in the future of humanity there could be like some of the humans not me or anyone i associate myself with especially my family but there will be some humans that go down the path of transhuman and if you like study rudolf steiner it's you know it's this aramonic uh, force that they're overwhelmed by or whatever it's the the opposite of like 
you know, nature, it's, it's the machine, you know, and it's kind of like an overwhelming virus in and of itself. But long story short, I think that they're going to convince the public here. We're, we're updating your RNA. We're updating your DNA. Here's another shot. Here's another, um, uh, uh, nanobot associated kind of, um, what do you call it? Like a, a antibiotic, but in a nanobot form. And then they will control it from like an outside force and say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you're trying, what we're trying to do is we're reverse engineering wh how, where they want us to be from like at 2050, 2050, they want us to literally have avatars out in the world and no one leaves their house or we're, we're part cyborg. And we've gone the Elon Musk route of becoming part AI because we have to combat AI and we've abandoned logic altogether. And that could really happen really fast with this dystopia behind closed door, COVID lockdown, global thing that's going on. I mean, there's going to be a point soon where people are really craving seeing a human face and they're going to be offered VR tech, right? you know, and you can, and if you watch the movie Demolition Man, they have sex six feet apart with little headsets on and they can't touch. What? It's really, yes, Demolition Man, Sandra Bullock. How old is this Sylvester. movie? It came out in like um, 92 or something or eight. Wow. Like it's, a, it's um, Sylvester Stallone. He's got to go into the future or something to fight Wesley Snipes. It's like a, a action movie. But Sandra Bullock and him fall in love and then they have to put on these headsets and there's like no touching and there's a lot of stuff. There's a social... Um, there's a, there's a total uh, structured AI system that's, that, that tickets uh, Sylvester Stone every time he curses and stuff. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like the predictive programming oh my goodness. To, the, to the system that we're going to be potentially witnessing. But I think that the, the 5G will ultimately be able to interact with the bots that they're putting in us already through nanotech and stuff like that. But it's, they can't just load us up with chemtrails and flip the switch. They have to get our consent. There's some sort of karmic law here. And, you know, they, it's, it's a slow game. You know, if you haven't noticed, it's like a generational thing. They put yeah. the TV in front of us and then they, they staged a moon landing on the TV, the TV and then they got a whole generation like hooked on tech. And here they are. 70 years later and their children are addicted to tech and they're trying to get the tech inside their body with Neuralink and Elon Musk and a lot of evil stuff. And it's like this. Yeah. So I, I think the answer to his question is the tech is so advanced that we don't really know where it is, but there's these self-replicating carbon fiber nanotubes and they get um, activated by high levels of EMF and this 5g wow is extreme levels of EMF that could interact with and steer and manipulate. If you just know about binaural beats, do you know about binaural beats? Yeah. You can manipulate your brainwave so easily just with, with headphones, you know, yeah. and, it's, and your brain doesn't even really feel it, but it, you can put yourself in like a theta brainwave state because your brain does the differential calculates the differential between the two headphones. Right. Between um, the different tones and either side. Yeah. Right. And so that is what we can hear, but there's all sorts of stuff in, that we can't hear that's all around us, especially if 5G, the Internet of Things, if this infrastructure is put in, they have self-driving cars, which are also in the movie De Demolition Man. And in Demolition Man, last, lastly, uh, Schwarzenegger was like the, 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 the uh, president of California. And it's a dystopian movie, and California is like another s state or country, but... 
but literally the future does happen because Schwarzenegger does become the governor over in California. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to watch this now. Uh, Dearman says 440 versus 432 Hertz. What is your opinion on that? That, that they are changing like the kind of frequency, I guess you would call it in, in music, right? Where mm-hmm. now it's like very, I don't want to say demonic, but it kind of puts you on edge and it didn't used to be that way. Like if you listen to classical music, it's very different. Right. Older music, but, but now the tuning is different. So this is a great opportunity to plug my website, actual activists, like plural actual activists.com. And on there, I have a blog that talks about stuff just like this. And when I try to talk about it on Facebook, I get totally censored because this um, was initiated by the propaganda minister from the Nazi regime. And you can't even say the guy's name or anything on, on the internet, but that's, so now I've got my website and I hope that you guys can check it out. A lot of different truths on there. Um, there's categories. You can just do fluoride or chemtrails or vaccines or GMOs, but I think it's an all encompassing one stop uh, shot for truth. So the 440 Hertz versus the 432 is the tuning of a, and then everything goes off of that. And music used to be tuned to, well, let's back up. If you know about how like, um, water works, if you learn about Marcelo Emoto and, and how they would flash freeze water and look at how water actually can interact with, um, different words even, or different frequencies or even, you know, so that was something and it's called cymatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. And so under, um, if you look at water under different, um, frequencies, the 432 looks like it's just like the flower. It's like beautiful. And the 430 is totally not. And that we have water in our cells. So that alone kind of speaks for itself. But it, but if you listen to the music that's harmonized, the 432A, you can literally have this like tuning spiritual kind of experience. I actually think that pop, mu- pop music nowadays, the way that it gets stuck in your head, it's literally like an incantation. Like there's such weird energy behind it. And it is at that weird frequency too, that's disharmonious and purposely so. And yeah, why would they do that? It seems like every single thing is weaponized. And if you start to really go there and start to really wake up, which is such an eye-opening thing, his truth is this all-encompassing frequency and once you start to get on the frequency the vibration of truth all these other truths start to become self-evident which is an amazing thing and when you really go there you begin to realize that we are under attack but for what reason it's because we're so powerful and the day that we remember and realize that is the day with that you know a lot of things change um so yeah not to get on a as crazy crazy tangent but those truths include owning your own health and whatnot, you know, and there's so many little things where wisdom is power and, and understanding what sugar does your body and alkaline and acidic and, and all these different uh, things that don't, that they don't want you to know because they're so easy. Like that cymatics uh, thing. You can even, I think there's even um, the ability to retune your music on different apps on the internet. If you just know to do it, but that's that's a, a really incredible um, conspiracy right out of the the you know Hitler's regime. It's it's pretty sad. Yeah, that's something I'm gonna have to look into. <laughs> I'd like to not have to listen to that 
that frequency, you know, and I think that you're correct. I mean, we had a comment just go by in live chat that said they're not just messing with the, the frequency of the music, but the frequency of the earth itself. I think that's absolutely true. Well, the Schumann's resonance, if you start, yeah, that's another thing that I talk about in my blog on my website, actualactivists.com. And it's, we are tuned to that, the Schumann's resonance, which is like 7.83 Hertz, I believe. And Hertz is how many waves go by per second. And Heinrich Hertz, he studied radiation so much that he died in his early 30s. Um, oh, and, my word. And that's where the word came from. But so radiation is something that we do need to understand and learn about. And if my kid was going to school and there was a tower there, I would at least have them. Well, I don't want to <laughs> fear people into wearing my clothing, but I, I designed a clothing for that. But I, I wouldn't move them. I wouldn't have them go to that school because that accumulation is accumulative. And this is a generation that's being tested on. And I'm a film buff because I'm a film major and well, I got a ma an MBA too. I got a master's in business. I graduated top of my class, but I did get a film degree too, so I could make that documentary. And what I learned watching a lot of cool movies were there's a lot of dystopian films that actually have a lot of truth in them. And this Handmaid's Tale and Children of Men too, but Handmaid's Tale, the currency in this dystopian future where there's a civil war in the United States and California is like broken away and food is really expensive but also the currency is fertility because nobody can conceive except for very few uh, women. And yeah. that, dystopian, that dystopian future could be a realization. People keep asking me, do you think people are gonna die from this vaccine? And I say, no, probably not. But I think that, that their children won't be able to conceive, you know? Yeah. That's, and that's a, long, um, that's a long game evil agenda thing and 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 if they are like held accountable or whatever it'll be such a long game that it'll be like oh whoops that, are were we definitely responsible you know and even if they were it's like who's to point the finger at what because this is such a i don't know if i can curse right now but this is such an shit show right now with all the different vaccines coming out all at once and the fact that vaccines should take first second, third round trial. I was in finance. I've worked a lot of different jobs in my life. Um, growing up in Nova, you kind of have to hustle and then being able to get out of there as well. I went to Virginia Tech and then um, oh, I graduated okay. there. I graduated from there and then I moved to California and, and started trying to find my way to another film school, um, but with my bachelor's in science and marketing management. But just working all these different jobs, I actually studied the stock market. And in the stock market, I learned a lot about vaccines and you can't just come out with a what? vaccine that quick you know you can't come out with a vaccine that quick it, it takes it takes one two three rounds of clinical trials and it wouldn't be all these vaccines coming out at the same time it just doesn't make any sense that it would be this way especially for a completely new thing to to be on my tangent really quick about the vaccines when you isolate something and you have like the chicken pox or malaria or something and then you inject it into someone with an adjuvant and i that's very debatable this these adjuvants of like you know thimerosal or polysorbate 80 or some you know you know something that's bad in your body just to trigger it then it understands that it's under attack and then your immune system sees oh there's malaria oh i understand what malaria it is and now you're immune that's what a vaccine is these new things that people are getting injected with you can't even call them a vaccine they're not even that word but that's that's 
the programming and the media and the, it's actually been a very good marketing campaign the best ever if this was for the iphone 20 people would be lining up for it if this was for a pair of nike shoes or those old pumps from like back in the day that the shoes that pumped up whatever this is it's just a marketing scheme and it just happens to be being injected with something that alters your dna and expand, and turns you to, into a gmo human you know yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. And while we're kind of talking about vaccines, I want to kind of tie it back to coronavirus. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, do you think that there's a connection or a correlation between coronavirus, COVID, and 5G poisoning or radiation sickness that people have talked about these, like the cytokine storm and as this sort of like response that the body has to this, this like radiation, I guess, to being irradiated. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so I have amazing thoughts on that. And I've been thinking about this ever since it all happened because, well, it's very deep. So let's, okay. So one year ago when COVID came out, there was this, viral quote conspiracy theory that COVID was 5G. Okay. Right. Do you recall? Yeah. And that was very um, questionable because this, the narrative was that people were dropping dead in Wuhan because they had turned on the 5G towers and that 77 towers were attacked and burned down in the UK and um, Europe, but primarily in Britain. And that the, there's these like terrorist uh, conspiracy theorists and they're all afraid of whatever. It actually gave me the opportunity to really launch my business in ENF protection because so many people were so worried and scared that I was able to launch um, the clothing line and come out with t-shirts and sell these t-shirts and all this stuff. But I was confused because usually things that go viral aren't really true and the control mechanisms, you know, they yeah. wouldn't let that go viral. And, you know, the CIA seemed like a, 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 a CIA kind of thing. And I was, I was, I was not there with it at all, but I never, ever being a truth seeker kind of whatever. I never like, let it go. I kept thinking maybe because I've read this book, The Invisible Rainbow, Arthur Furstenberg, and a lot of other research. And I'm like the guy, I was the chemtrail guy. And now I'm kind of the EMF guy because of my company, Sparrow. I've been selling a lot of these foam bags. So here's my story. Okay. I didn't think it was real. Now I do think it's real, but I think they wanted to control the dialogue on the narrative because they knew it was real and they wanted it, everyone to think that it was crazy sounding. So they made it crazy sounding at first and that's how you control narratives. It's very smart and genius and it's a numbers game. And when you can control the internet and control who's talking to who about what on Facebook and all these sort of things, you can, you know, kind of, massage the numbers and make everything to your liking because you control it. Like if you're the CIA or whatever. So I make these. So, hi, my name is Matt. I made the Frankenstein's movie and I was this activist, but then I became 
this um, EMF kind of guy because I started seeing 5G towers going up and I learned about smart meters. And I actually had some like pretty bad heart palpitations and EMF sensitivities from living right next to a smart meter. My, my bed was like four feet from one. I didn't even know what it was at the time. So sometimes we just have to learn the hard way. But these smart meters, um, some are designed different ways. And if you can get the old one, I, I highly recommend it. And what these things do is they connect to a cell tower that can be 30 miles away and they send out a freak, a signal that's a lot of radiation, you know, enough to split cells. And they send out the signal like every few seconds. It's just, it's pretty absurd and it's kind of weaponized and it, and it actually um, goes down this rabbit hole to these fires that we're witnessing. And it's, and it's very, it's like where these houses are pulverized and, and people oh are talking word. about yeah, it looks weird. That. The the um, it almost it all has like a white ash to it or something. That when at the end of it, like it it just looks weird. Well, the smart meters can cause like an internal electrical fire because it's connected to all the circuitry throughout the house, and these things can surge, and that's what I think is exactly what's going on. And I don't think it's this viral directed energy weapon, um, invisible. Clo uh, cloaked drone shooting lasers down or whatever, but that's what, again, in, in, in another exact scenario where the powers that be are creating an alternate story and having that narrative be the official chem the, the official conspiracy story, you know, and then w people are running with that narrative. And then when, by, so I'll just tell you the story and here's the deal. So 5G is not even out yet. And 5G is very confusing. And 5G isn't just 5G because it, it, it just means fifth generation. And Verizon and T-Mobile and Sprint and all of the U.S. carriers and all of the different carriers in Canada and um, Rogers Network and all these different carriers in the U.K. and stuff and, and um, Europe, they're all on these different bandwidths. To understand that, I would like to just give a really quick precursor um, understanding uh, thing <laughs> just just hear me out so we have radio waves and this is how we carry information and it's and 3g 4g all this stuff even smart meters and wi-fi it's all on radio waves and radio waves is actually they're actually light waves it's just light that we cannot see so uh, the light spectrum that we can see is very minimal it's just roy g biv and outside of red orange yellow blue indigo violet there's an in infrared and on the other side of the spectrum there's ultraviolet and we can't see even those and there's a lot more that we can't see like x-rays and all sorts of stuff that's even in the electromagnetic spectrum. But the radio waves, all of these light waves that we call radio waves that carry data, they all have properties and sizes. And when they start to get to the be the sizes of like our cells and our nerves and, our, and us and our skin, and we absorb them like radiation and they impact us, that's when there starts to be a really big problem. And that's why the 5G is so such a problem because it's utilizing much smaller frequency waves that are on a different bandwidth than before, meaning like a different light spectrum than before. So kind of like they're writing a different color wave or whatever than before, it, like literally. They're having to change the frequency that they carry information on. So the big waves that existed when the radio waves first came out were radio waves off of AM towers. And these waves of light can go really far because they're really big in properties. Like they have waves and between each crest of wave, it's a hundred feet. You can't carry so much information on that because you can only get so many waves per second crammed in there because they're so big, but they can go really far. And when they go and hit you, they don't even hurt you. 
Like when you go and walk in front of the antenna of your boom box or whatever, and the, the signal gets broken up, you're getting hit by the radio waves or whatever, but you're not getting like hurt. It just goes right through you because it's huge. And so are FM radio waves. They're 10 feet. And then as the waves get smaller, we get to tech like Wi-Fi and 4G and all this stuff, but still it ends up being big waves that travel pretty far because the cell towers are on the hillside over there. So these waves are still a couple feet and even like Wi-Fi is like 30 centimeters, but the 5G carrier waves are measured in millimeters and the high there's high band, low band and mid band now coming out in the United States and high band is like, a few centimeters, like three centimeters about. It's, it's like a bandwidth, a, a frequency. So it's between like three and six centimeters if you measured it. And they can cram so much data in there. And that's, for instance, what Verizon is doing with the 5G high band or whatever. But each network is coming out with their own 5G, but each network has way more radiation because they're trying to build this infrastructure so that they can have a lot more data than before on their network. Okay. So I hope that made sense. And mm -hmm. um, it's, 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 if you look up EMF, the electromagnetic spectrum on the internet, you can see a picture of it too. So I have these foam bags that are lined with silver and also men's underwear and maternity gear and just everything is lined with silver for my company, Sparrow Protection Clothing. And Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, is a Latin word for hope it, it, because the brand is trying to bring hope to the next generation, try to protect the infants and the pregnant women and, and people and everybody, that, anybody that wants to be empowered by the knowledge to understand this this concept so what the silver does and also um woven steel works but it's not as comfortable but it what it does is it is it creates like a shade just like clothing does from sunlight but it creates a shade from the radiation from um 5g or 4g or whatever emf radiation so it creates a shade from that and if you put your phones inside my phone bag it's like a little faraday bag I'm not reinventing the wheel. These bags have existed before, but these are pretty stylish and they come in eight colors at sparrowgear.com, uh, S-P-E-R-O gear.com. Um, and if you put your phone in there, they're really popular now because you can't get COVID tracked or any of that contact tracing or anything, but there's no radiation, no signal. You can use it when you go to bed or out on a date or, or it's like you went into the mountains. You're, you're just don't, you're just phone is off inside this silver line bag. And I started the company a couple years ago. Well, as I started to sell these bags, everyone was really excited and happy and they put their phone in and it just kills it even in the middle of a phone call. And then you take the phone out and it gets all those messages, ding, 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 but it doesn't work inside the bag. It's just a, a thing, you know, to some people they're like, well, why do I want to do that? And then other people are like, oh, that'd be nice to not get radiated all the time. Yeah. Like everybody... while you're sleeping, you know, just pop it in there while it's, you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And not everyone has the wherewithal to turn it off or put it on airplane mode. And then also sometimes when it's off, it's not really off. I've noticed. And sometimes when it's on airplane mode, it's not really, you know, my phone really mm -hmm. always wants to listen to what I'm doing. So it's just a privacy thing. And what happened with the bags was, and I, and I, I got my foot in the door and I went on a bunch of shows and I went on um, coast to coast AM, which is a big show. And I saw, I saw, I've been selling these bags for, about a year and a half. And then all of a sudden someone contacted me and said, the phone bag doesn't work. And I was like, Oh, what, what do you mean? Did you just buy it? And she was like, no, I've had it for a little while. It just doesn't work anymore. All of a sudden it stopped working. And I was like, Oh, well, what has changed? And when she goes, well, I got the new iPhone 
And I go, oh, dang, well, maybe I'm going to have to make, you know, double layer bags. And I did. And I sent her a double layer bag. And now I only offer double layer bags. Like I discontinued the old bags. It's a whole process for me. But either way, I sent her a double layer bag and it worked for her. She's like, oh, wow, it works. Okay. Not a single person in all of, I had a, I've I've sold a lot in New Zealand and a lot in like um, Europe and France and UK and Ireland. And the single layer bags have always worked perfectly fine. Australia as well. Uh, Canada as well. They've only not worked in the U.S., but they increasingly are not working in the U.S., especially for iPhones and even older iPhones, and especially in Los Angeles. Okay, like my friend with the iPhone 8, his single layer bag didn't work in Los Angeles at all, and I got gave him a double layer bag, and now it works. But that means that the radiation was exceeding the the levels that this bag could contain. But then it, the double layering of it can contain it enough that now the bag works. Okay, so that was interesting and fascinating. And okay, that means that I've concluded that the radiation coming off of a lot of these phones has increased a lot. You know, I've been able to conclude that, right? So then my friend, oh, this is so great telling you. Okay, so my friend who lives in Fairfax and and commutes to D.C. and works for the government, because all my friends growing up got really good jobs for, you know, Booz Allen, Northrop Grumman, all those things, Um, government contractors, you know. That's the area. (laughs) It's the the area. It's a nice place. There's a lot of trees and stuff, too. Great Falls is nice or whatever. Okay, so either way. My friend hit me up and said, I just want to let you know, I still, and I've, I've really like, I don't talk to a lot of people back home and a lot of them are blocked and I've got 55,000 followers on Facebook and maybe two of them are from back home. But one of them hit me up and he said, Matt, I just want to let you know that I got COVID. And I said, Oh really? That's interesting. Tell me about it. Cause I always um, talk bad about, you know, uh, the numbers and the whole COVID game. And, and to me, like, if you really break down COVID-19, it's the coronavirus disease of 2019. And what that is, what does coronavirus mean? Common cold of 2019. So the common cold of 2019 is coronavirus disease of 2019. And, and, you know, yeah, maybe some people died from it, you know, but like the whole thing was, is ongoingly, extremely ridiculously blown out of proportion. So my friend, in my opinion, you know, we can talk about that one forever. So my friend, he says, Matt, I got the coronavirus. And I said, look, I, I totally respect your um, situation and what you've gone through. Tell me about it. He said, actually, it was me and my wife. I was like, oh, wow, that's fascinating. What happened? And he said, well, you wouldn't believe it. We didn't have any of those normal symptoms of like a virus. We didn't get a fever. We didn't like, you know, throw up or anything like that. It didn't even seem like we were that sick, but we had this weird, he didn't use the word brain fog, you know, mm-hmm. but he described to me, he couldn't think he couldn't go to work at all for a couple of weeks. And he said, both of them lost their sense of taste. Okay. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy because I've heard about this loss of sense of taste thing. And that's interesting that you didn't show like normal symptoms of like having, you know, fever or anything like that. And I said, well, can I ask you a question? What phone? Cause I was just putting the pieces together and God bless him. I hope he listens to this show. And if he does, I love you, man. So <laughs> he, he, you know, cause I, I hate to use this as a tool for waking people up, but I ask him what, what phone do you have? And he says, I just got the new iPhone. Me and my wife just switched over from 
um, Samsung, whatever, when they both got the new iPhone. And I wow. said to him, well, would you consider the possibility that you guys may have been radiated by that iPhone and that radiation sickness, a symptom of that would be brain fog and also a symptom of that would be loss of taste. And nowhere has any coronavirus, which is the common cold, or it is, you know, a cold version of whatever, like these symptoms are weird. And if, if, if the kettle is black, I'm calling it black. Like, like I know that his phone bag, if I sent him the single layer phone bag, it's not going to work with the iPhone 10 plus and 11 and, and five, five, with the 5G capabilities and stuff like that. If you understand, so let's just back up. And that's really fascinating. I hope people can sink their teeth into that. So 5G is nothing like 4G. If you get on your 4G phone and you make a phone call or do a text or get on your app, that information, that data connects to a cell tower and you get a little bit of radiation through that data transfer. That's what happens. That's the relationship. In a 5G environment, it's not like that. You are pushing the signal that is the closest to you of all of the data around you. If someone has a self-driving car or their toaster oven is calculated to the freaking sun and the wind and they want to know the weather and all this stuff and someone's dating app and someone's on the internet and all this, it all gets pushed down the line to the next closest cog on the wheel. And that's going to be your phone because it's this internet of things all throughout the whole system. And that's why your phone is now emitting like literally hundreds of times more radiation than it did before. And that's why it would be penetrating a bag that was made to conceal the radiation that is now all of a sudden not working. I mean, I'm kind of late in the game. These bags have existed in Sweden and Israel and Japan and Korea and China for a near decade for pregnant women and whatnot. And they've never had to double line them, you know? So all wow. of a sudden now they're being double lined and people are showing these symptoms. I just think that, um, that's my answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, there does seem to be some weird kind of connection with that. And the other thing with COVID is that there's no regular like flu deaths <laughs> anymore. <laughs> that just so happens to um, to be happening the same year as COVID, right? It, it's There's something very suspicious going on. And, you know, um, I think that... <sighs> It's all part of the same agenda. You know, you were just talking about like Internet of Things and stuff and where the 5G is going. Well, now they're pushing smart cities. Um, I think it is in New York where they've given five companies um, the some kind of like contract to set up smart cities. And so it just feels like this kind of creation of an, an I guess you would say a, a high-tech open-air prison system. So I wonder, like, what are the implications for our children? I have a little one. She's going to be eight soon. Um, and it's listening to her say stuff like, when do I get to go back to school? Um, when is coronavirus going to be over? It's really sad. And it's just, you know, for these young kids growing up, they're going to have to deal with um, cradle to grave this kind of thing. And, and the Internet of Things is obviously going to remove 
privacy for them. They're not going to have any, at least when I was younger, uh, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 17. And, you know, (laughs) so at least when I was a kid, I was not on social media and stuff like that. But these kids now, like we have facial recognition, we're going to have, you know, these smart cities and this smart grid. It just seems like they're going to be totally on the grid from the time they're little and everything they do is going to be tracked. Um, you know, the, the video games that they play, all of the things that they're doing online, it's all trackable. My daughter plays animal crossing and she had it up today and she was able to look and see the other kids in the neighborhood, her friends, like one of them was playing another game. One of them had just been playing a game two hours ago. And I'm like, this is creepy. (laughs) They're all going to know this stuff. You know, it's just so, it's so disturbing. Um, so internet of things and, and smart cities, that kind of seems to be where things are going. They have the world economic forum and they have Davos, the Davos meetings. And at one of their last, um, I think it may have been the 2020 Davos meeting. They had this little, um, a little presentation where the three, three people were speaking and they were talking about like the future and where technology is going to go. And and they referred to like hacking humans that uh, the humans were uh, the guy who was speaking referred to us as like cattle and or animals that could be hacked and programmed. And they also said something like, well, in the future, some countries are going to become like a, a, a digital dictatorship and they're going to have so much information on you. And these tech companies are going to be so powerful that it's going to be, they're going to have, uh, they're going to know everything about politicians in other countries. So uh, some other countries may become subordinate to these large tech companies with all of the data analytics. They're going to know your psychological weaknesses, what your strengths are, what your fears are, what your desires are. They're going to have all this information to blackmail like world leaders and stuff. (laughs) This is what they were saying at Davos. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he said something like, oh, and with the internet of things that we're going to have all these sensors inside us. So now in a place like North Korea or in the future, North Korea can have these sensors inside people. And when they have to like salute dear leader, we're going to know if they actually believe the propaganda or not, or if they're just going along with it. It's, and I'm like, Wow, that sounds just like a horrible, horrible movie or something. So yeah, I mean, what what do you think about Internet of Things, smart cities, and that kind of possibility, that kind of future where we're basically just living in an open air prison, high tech prison? You may not be able to see your shackles, but they're going to be there. Well, again, Bill Gates has land in Arizona where they're building a nuclear power plant and a city, and again, in the desert where they should be utilizing solar power, they're building a nuclear power plant because he's, he's the guy behind blocking out the sun, mind you. And they want to design a smart city out there with the land that Bill Gates has in the, um, 
area outside of Phoenix. So he's behind that quest as well. If you look at what China's doing with the social credit system, every person has a social credit score and they go deep into analyzing what you could do based on what your family has done. And it gets really dark and really weird. And that's what they want to turn the U.S. into. This will be the final like fight. It, they're really clamping down on the U.K. right now with the COVID restrictions and Europe is really clamped down. And like, I think that this will be the final stand for humanity, it looks like, the United States. And it's really an opportunity for us. We can't let it be passed on to the children. Uh, back to the dystopian films. And these are predictive programming tools because they push the envelope as, as far as they can. And then anything short of that, we somehow are accepting it more because we saw it on the big screen, like Geostorm. If you've seen the movie Geostorm, where a computer controls the weather and the weather gets, you know, all crazy and whatnot. But also there's the, f the film and book, which I highly recommend. Um, oh, it's slipping my mind. Well, there's mega cities. There's a lot of different films that utilize these mega cities thing. And the, the idea, Blade Runner is what it's called. The idea is that people are going to be pushed out of the cities or out of the rural areas and into cities and into these um, mega cities where they can be totally controlled through frequency and whatnot and, and nanobots and all that sort of stuff. And what they want is to create a like zones basically where there's there's no go zones because they're not safe because they're overridden people so much with fear that they say we can't take care of you here because of fires or because of the virus and now there's they have they will create no go zones and have people only be able to live in these certain mega city kind of regions i'm witnessing where I live in Ashland, Oregon, we had these fires rage through in the um, fall. And what happened was there was this crazy geoengineered winds and then all of these arson attacks that were blamed on Antifa, but we lost 2,200 homes and most of them were low income and, and the fire was very questionable. And it seemed like that these smart meters were at play. <clears throat> and it seemed like that these local cell towers were at play where the fires seemed to beeline or they did the fires did they beeline from cell tower to cell tower to cell tower but all down the line these houses got just destroyed and i i pondered the thought that as, as they rebuild because they're starting to finally rebuild and it's un, it's unreal like i thought like if this ever happened in northern virginia they'd be real rebuilding overnight but things are a little slower here i guess there's more farm country but it's beautiful wine country and they're what they're doing is they're pushing the lower class out of the region is one thing because they're really slow to rebuild the trailer parks. That's for sure. They're just still sitting there in rubble with melted cars and all that. But what my question was, as I pondered this slow game, it's a generational attack. It's such a slow game. When you step back and see it's a, it's this transhuman game is an enslavement of humanity. It's really like a few generations of an attack. They want to replace the family unit with the iPad, replace the iPad with like the Neuralink and have this um, internet of things in the home and then in the brains of the children. And then finally it'll, it'll be this, um, what do they call it? it? Singularity, which is totally evil. And I don't see how that would be enticing to anybody that has any resonance with what a soul or individuality or, or, or what humanity even is or stands for. But 
what I think that they want to do in the long game is eventually turn everyone into robots, but they have to cattle everyone and herd everyone into these mega cities. And then they can be controlled through frequency and have all the upgrades and, you know, they'll literally have injections and they'll have it in their food and they'll have it in their water and they'll have these nanobots will be kind of part of their lives, but it'll be accepted and, and they won't realize, I mean, everyone's being attacked in this like very manipulating way. It's such an evil thing. I don't see how anybody can seriously get away with this through, you know, like I don't see how anybody can sidestep the wrath of God in these horrible, evil situations. But what they want to do is, is that. And I was thinking, well, what happens if there's another fire that whips through this area again? And they're putting in the same exact smart meters, the same cell towers are left standing. Like if this happened again within the next decade, the powers that could that be, they could say something like, oh, well, that's an uninhabitable zone now. There's regions in California where they're saying you can't rebuild. There's regions even here where they're saying you can't rebuild. And I bet they could easily make those regions even larger and push people into certain zones and then control them that way. You know, that's how the, the plan could easily work out if you look at it. And that's how they control who eats what and limit your access to information and access to food and, and control literally. It's kind of, I was thinking about this when I first got into the chemtrail space and this is a weird tangent, but just for a second, when I first got into the chemtrail space, I had to really discern and, and learn how to ask my gut and be the chemtrail guy, but also find some grounded approach so I could talk to everyone. And people are asking me about, are the chemtrails blocking Nibiru and are the chemtrails terraforming the planet so the aliens can show up and are the chemtrails doing this and what are the chemtrails and blah, 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 blah. It's such a deep, weird rabbit hole with so much controlled opposition and all this weird eye-opening if you really go into it. It's, it's a, an amazing space, the chemtrail geoengineering community. And, to, and now it's becoming like normalized and all this stuff. But at one point, I started scratching my head recently all these humans are, are breathing hardly any oxygen now if they're, if they're huffing through their masks and double masks all day long. And if they're breathing more carbon dioxide than normal, are the humans the host of something? Are they being terraformed? You know, like at the end of the day, <sighs> if, if they get the humans used to not breathing oxygen and then they dim them, their sun and there's less oxygen on earth, like it's, it seems like there's something really weird going on that I can't quite put my finger on but at the end at the end of it all maybe we'll be able to look back in hindsight's 2020 we'll be able to really see the writing on the wall yeah that's terrifying when you think about it you know they they are it seems kind of softening us up for something and um you know it's interesting too that 5g as far as i understand utilizes the same frequency as crowd control technology so <laughs> i think that that's probably uh an, an indication of the potential use and purpose of that of rolling something like that out worldwide well <laughs> i mean i don't i don't know how people explain that that connection there like that's not a coincidence crowd control technology um it's really uh an awful thing i mean what they'll do is roll out these um these kind of tanks that that exert this 
frequency and it makes you feel like your skin is on fire. Nothing happens to you. You don't actually get burns, but you feel like your body's on fire. And, um, that to me is <laughs> pretty creepy that it's that 5g uses that same frequency band. That's a little disturbing because it makes you think that, well, if they get this rolled out worldwide, if there's any kind some kind of group of people organizing en masse, all they have to do is flip the switch and they can shut it down. And right now, while we are shut down, nobody can organize uh, in certain areas in Europe. I mean, if you have more than six people at your house, they've there are videos of them like literally pulling people out of homes and just arresting them because you had seven people at your uh, dinner party instead of six or whatever. So it seems like, you know, that one of the things they're shutting down is this, the the ability to dissent and to kind of protest. Well, it's pretty clear. They don't want us to be able to even speak to one another. They're covering up our faces. I started doing a little research into this thing called the cremation of care. There's this place called the Bohemian Grove and there's an annual ritual where the elitists gather in robes future and past and present uh, world leaders they all come together you know because this is all planned like who's going to be the next whatever in different countries president prime minister what have you, what have you they all come together and they do these weird mock sacrifices in this grove of redwoods called bohemian grove in northern california and they do this thing called the cremation of care where they where they burn this um they say it's a um a i'm so sorry to be vulgar a dead baby they burn a dead baby that's what they say publicly but either way they sac they make a sacrifice to the stone owl that's like this 40 foot tall representation of satan it's a stone owl and what they do in this weird weird sacrifice is cremate their care, their worry, their concern, their guilt for the actions that they do every year. It's an annual sacrifice. And I think that this weird six feet apart covering our faces is a very long drawn out cremation of care because slowly we don't care about our neighbor. We don't care about who or what we are like. So not we like me and you, but the people that have been covering their faces for this long, they don't care anymore. Their care is being cremated. It's a very odd ritualistic thing. And when you talk about the kids and what they're up against, they're literally introducing, I just saw Roblox had an IPO today. And I don't know if your eight-year-old is into it, but I definitely know some eight and nine-year-olds that are totally into this Roblox as well. And it's just another one of these online um, substitutes for the real world. But these children, they can either go to school for two hours, wear masks and not touch their friends or stay home and interact with their friends with, with their friends with no masks on and do all of this virtual reality kind of stuff. But the technology is advancing so fast that these kids are basically going to fall prey to the next wave of, of, 
of predatory technology entering the living room. Like the television set and the dismantling of the family unit, the unit, it kind of replaced the mother, like I said before. But now that the virtual reality is coming into this situation, these kids, they've never been taught how to play any sports or they're not going to be taught the 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 achievement ability of like being able to get rally a team and have a you know a victory at sports they can't even touch the same our tennis courts are locked up with chains and bolts and they still haven't even unlocked them even though we're supposed to be on this like two-week grace period slight reopening of the restaurants it's all these games and i see the future of the kids being really weird where they can't even leave their houses and so we have to a little bit at a time pave our own way i don't know if you guys are your families are coming together with options of play dates with kids or somehow socializing or or finding more down in the country closer to floyd or something some sort of summer camp or some options but we've actually been able to get together pods of people where there's a, about a dozen kids and they're coming together and having these little makeshifts. You have to find some actually decent teachers and whatnot, but anything is better than subjecting your kids to this weirdness because it's all, it's all a psychological experiment and the blue mass that they're handing these children, they're lined with polytetrafluoral ethylene, which is this Teflon, which is synthetic fluoride. So people are huffing these chemicals and then they're being injected with aluminum, which is part of the game because aluminum and, fluoride come from the same chemical they're just split up when they're when they're made so they like to bond together in your brain and give people alzheimer's and dementia and whatnot so at the end of it all the we get to own our own future it seems and that's the opportunity we're being given or subject our kids to some weird experiment which a lot of parents are, are realizing that they can't do that you know, you're, you say your kids are at least asking, when is this going to be over? And you're like, oh my gosh, I hope I can say one day that I know that it's going to be over. But it's with the writings on the wall that it probably won't be over. And it's going to just yeah. get weirder and deeper. And I wanted to go to China, but I don't think I'll ever be able to go to China because I just read that you can't even enter China now without these new weird COVID tests. And I'm not even going to say that word anymore because I'm over that word. You know, it's just like, it's, it's this slippery slope. And so in China, social credit system, so be so sorry about the roundabout um, tangents, but in, in China, you have a score, okay? And in the U.S., now that this cremation of care and everyone's wearing a mask and you, we've been psychologically engineered to not even, you know, smile, you can't even see the smiles or, or, or worry on the faces of your neighbors when they're double masked. I mean, seriously. But at the end of the day, they're going to roll out this technocracy agenda that basically people will be begging for temperature scanning technology, social credit systems that integrate who's got a vaccine and who doesn't, and all of these different things that are, that are just like part of the, the, the stepping stones that have already been kind of already rolled out. So if we don't want this weird technocracy state, we have to start forming our own little you know, it's not like we can start our own huge communities, but we can talk to our town council members and get little victories here and there, like the removal of cell towers from distances from schools. Like when I first got cut off, I was talking about Ripon, R-I-P-O-N, California. If you look that up, Ripon, California, you just Google Ripon, California Elementary School uh, cell tower. And the, the kids were getting cancer because of the cell tower near the elementary school. And the parents were very aware. 
and they fought it. They removed it and everybody got better. Like three teachers got cancer as well, but everybody recovered and you can have these little victories, but you have to just be empowered and no one is being empowered right now by hiding from all of this and not being able to look people in the eye and then bickering with people at the grocery store about whether or not you've got, you know, one mask or two or whatever it is in your state. I know Virginia is probably pretty, I know where you're at. It's probably pretty weird. I mean, you said it was and where I'm at, it's pretty weird too, but the children, we owe it to them to kind of, pave the way one way or another even if it's maybe taking a time and creating a little sports curriculum for your kids but imagine a generation where the sports have been totally sucked out of them the drive has been manipulated and then the only place where they can play sports is online um, through a virtual reality headset or something like that like the implications of the social engineering and again if you look at the the social credit system that is the beast that runs china these these scores like what if we got a score and everyone the majority was on board with it what would that signify whether or not we got the vaccine because that would be pretty messed up but is that a slippery slope that we could end up in a few years could we go there especially if there was some more weird psyop false flag things you know like i mean just the fact that they're saying two masks and all this like is already super weird and insulting we're supposed to be one year anniversary going the other direction but they're playing games with us it's psychological warfare yeah absolutely 15 days to slow the spread flatten the curve uh now we're at um anal swabs and uh double masking <laughs> it's never going to end i don't think and i think it's just you know it, it, they're already talking about like the the next wave or mutation or the next pandemic, um, and you know they they put out things like dark winter, and um, Klaus Schwab has talked about uh, the next pandemic potentially being a cyber pandemic, right? Where they would uh, purposely crash. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the global financial system through some kind of cyber attack. And we saw solar winds. Um, and uh, it just seems, and there's been a, many breaches uh, in recent years of um, even uh, into like FBI databases and stuff. So it just seems like, yeah, they're definitely engineering this thing. And I think part of this is, you know, they've talked about the Great Reset, uh, and I think that if you look at the financial system as it is, clearly uh, we, we've been having to pay for these bailouts and stuff. But it, it does seem like right now Amazon is allowed to operate and they can make millions of dollars, but small businesses can't. And it's, you know, the small businesses, people are losing everything. People that have had small businesses and their family for generations gone. Uh, in just a couple months because they refuse to open the country back up. And so it's in a way like they are, they're destroying the independence of people. They don't want you to be able to be independent. They want you totally dependent on their system so they can control you and they can shut you off if you're a problem, like with China's social credit score. So it certainly seems like that's the direction they're going to try to go with it. But I also think that this 
in a way we have an opportunity because right now a lot of people are home they're not working so they're able to kind of find channels like this and um you know there may be at a point now where they're finally starting to question things so i think that you know there's also we should have hope about it. We shouldn't be totally uh, despondent and thinking that like these people have won. I I don't think that's true. And I think that what we're seeing now is sort of an act of desperation to shut things down uh, and, and roll their, their system out. And it may even have been that they had to do that before their the uh, infrastructure was totally ready. And that could be what COVID is, is to keep everything locked down while they get the infrastructure in place. So, I mean, I think that there is, um, there's hope right now. Uh, we can hopefully reach people and we've got to find creative ways of doing that. People can crowdsource um, and crowdfund like billboards or radio ads. There's many creative things that you can do to kind of uh, reach out to people. And I wanted to ask you if you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you kind of see hope for the future? And what do you, what are your thoughts on, I guess what we could call the sort of divi the divide and conquer stuff, the, the two-party paradigm, which of course is ascendant in America, everybody has a team that they're on and a side. And I feel like in recent years, though, this has um, made its way into the truth movement or the truth or kind of community, just people who are um, kind of looking into this stuff where that's even being divided now uh, on partisan lines. So do you see hope for the future and I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do I think we have to kind of get past this division and people oh. just need to unite and fight back against this? Oh, of course. And always it's, it's built into our progression as a species. And that's why they're trying to, the powers that be, they is like this trigger word for some people, the powers that be behind the scenes, these nefarious groups, it was very strategic to build up this hatred and fear towards Trump and then on his last year point the finger at him and say, oh, you didn't lock down good enough. This new administration is going to have to do it even more. Just the timing on that alone to perpetuate more of this nonsense. So we live in duality. There's, there's up, down, left, right, black, right, white, and the media always loves sparking our emotions and triggering all these fears within us by, by showing us that we live in polarity. We live in duality. Everything around us is that. And then we can't even talk about a lot of it because it's become so sensitive, but guess what? They're perpetuating so much fear. And this, the truth is just literally shining now because we've been out there as truth seekers and activists and bring, bringers of truth and planting these seeds all throughout this okay kind of crappy soil. The soil has not been that fertile, but we've been planting these seeds of truth. But now the seeds can actually propagate because with all of the fear being so dense and in your face, and now they're like, oh, anal swabs, you ready for this? It's like they're going to push you to the limit of literally waking up. Maybe this is God's plan. Maybe literally this is what it takes for humanity to come to terms with it all. You know, like being who I am as the activist and always being on the 
front lines talking about chemtrails or vaccines or fluoride or GMO or whatever it may be and connecting all these dots and talking about the truth and trying to bring that light. I'm actually kind of excited that it's become so important to understand this and, and own this truth and honor it with integrity. But so many people that were on the fence, now they can roll over and see what, how important it is. And you can really shine your light and your vibe can attract your tribe and we can make this new world. We were never going to be able to make a new world if we just kept doing the same thing and being a slave to the dollar and pretending like nothing was wrong, you know? But now that the evil gets to show itself and really they're, they're trying to pull out all the stops because they knew that eventually astrologically or spiritually or whatever it is, how we progress as a species, you know, whatever God's plan is or the universe or whatever you want to call it, the powers that be want to hijack it and they want to try to steer us away from it. And they're pulling out all the stops, but by doing so, by pulling out all the stops, they're just, it's just showing it's evil ahead. You know, it's showing who it is and you can literally have that as a tool to own your own discernment and own your own journey of your cultivation of discernment. And then you can see the truth and the writing on the wall and you can see it for what it really is. And then we can, have the, that numbers, those numbers that we always, you know, needed kind of thing. But I think it's just a, a slow process. And the more they push, the more a lot of people wake up. I've got, you know, even people from my high school contacting me saying, oh my gosh, are people, you know, is this, is it true? Is it, is it really, is this all really happening? I can't believe it. You know, it's because they're finally realizing finally but it took that much. It took all of that because 9-11 is kind of behind the scenes and so are the chemtrails and so is this covert poisoning of humanity flo through fluoride and all this stuff. But now you've got to wear a mask to go on the bus. You know, it's very much impacting everybody and soon you'll have to have a vaccine to go on the bus. It's very much impacting every single person out there. So the people have to think, wait, do I want to breathe? Is breath life? Like breath is life. What about these vaccines? Well, what's in that thing, you know? And what is it really doing? And oh, wait, wait, how are you getting away with that? It's an eye opener for the people that were on the fence. And guess what? Everyone was kind of on the fence, you know? Not necessarily people living in DC, but, but the majority of humanity. And that's what was such an eye opener for me and my community when I went out and held up a couple of signs is I had majority positive feedback. And I didn't even think I lived in that town because not everyone wants to ruffle people's feathers. Not everyone wants to even have their mask, I mean, their face out at the grocery store and then have that flack and go through all that stuff. They just want to go shop and live their lives and be nice, peaceful, happy humans with their families or whatever they do, you know? My heart goes out to the people really being impacted, like the single parents that can't put their kids in school right now because they don't want their kids to wear a mask or the single parents that maybe were a waitress at a place that doesn't even exist anymore because the whole place got shut down over fear for something that, you know, sh should not have gone down like that. I, I think that the time now is to open up our, our hearts to our community members. You know, if you've got someone that's a neighbor that has kids and you never even talk to them, say, Hey, you know, what are you guys doing are you okay are you getting by like what let's what can, can we help with childcare? and maybe you can have play dates with these kids and like really open up the community like it was meant to be remember before when we were kids we knew everyone in the neighborhood and we would go out and play with them now it's like they literally have to meet them virtually and then maybe they don't ever even meet in person and what kind of weirdness is that 
Yeah. When I was a kid, I, it was like you go outside and your parents would say, and don't come back until the sun's going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and we, that was how it was all day. All of the neighborhood kids too. I mean, we all kind of knew each other. We all, you know, played together and that's, that's normal. Um, and kids need that socialization. I mean, they have to learn like social cues somewhere and they need to be around their peers, people, their own age. I think that it's going to be so weird. Um, just seeing what, it's like for these young kids who have been stuck home from school for an entire year now and everything has to be done virtually. They have to hang out with their friends virtually. I mean, it. I'm concerned that it kind of in a way dehumanizes everybody and kind of takes away sort of empathy for and compassion for others. When you are like this, um, this atomized being and you know you're you're not really part of any kind of group you're you're just doing your own thing you're at home you don't have anybody around you or any friends it's hard to learn these things uh kids need that interaction and it's i'm worried that they're going to kind of grow up being very much like living their lives online and having like no empathy for others and it just seems very dehumanized and honestly like a, um, a very satanic agenda. Well, that's how they can introduce transhuman um, cyborg kind of dystopian personalities because if people are so disassociated and dehumanized, then they won't even blink when there's like a robot on the bus with them that's like half human. It'll just be kind of the norm. And it's a long-term agenda. And we get to find our way to shine the light for the kids and, and own different simple things. Like I had just, just sitting down and watching the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire the other day with some kids and doing simple, simple things like we used to do as kids. It's, it's really grounding and you can, and you can guide them the way that you see fit with your children. You know, every kid is different and one year is a lot. And yeah, I think they, they're in for it, but guess what? People are going to evolve in a different way. So the powers that be think, oh, if we do X, Y, Z, then this is going to happen. They have no idea how we're going to react and how the planet's going to react and how the next wave of the you know, next generation of kids is going to you know, adjust to this. I think what I've witnessed, at least, even just wearing masks for this short amount of time, I think people are becoming more... Um, I don't want to say psychic, but they're using, like, you can tell someone's smiling if you, even if you can't see anything, right? You can tell what someone's thinking, even just from looking at their eyes. So we're developing different senses that we don't really fully understand. And as the progression happens where we're supposed to be, um, whatever we're supposed to be doing, I think we're supposed to be a, a ascending in a, in a way where we harmonize with each other and we all live together in harmony and we're supposed to be like creating kind of heaven on earth together. You know, there, this is like, this is a beautiful place. We don't have to destroy it with technology and all this whatnot, but, the, but it's trying to be hijacked, but we have every opportunity now to create a new world and at least teach the children and pass down these valuable things that we actually took for granted. You know, we never thought that just, 
like I taught a child of seven years old the other day that seeds make plants and then plants make seeds and then seeds make plants. And they were totally blown away, you know, just something like that, that simple because Farmville doesn't teach you everything, you know, not everything you need to know in the, in the real world, but you'll think that, you know, it because you'll be in a trance after being on Farmville for 12 hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that I kind of, you know, in these last couple minutes here, I want to focus on solutions because I I spend so much time just like, you know, researching all this stuff and talking about the sort of crazy things happening. And it can be very, um, it can be very depressing. And uh, it just kind of, it gets you down, You, you feel like, I'm doing all this stuff and nothing ever changes or what's, what's the point of exposing this stuff when no one's going to hear about it? Or if people hear about it, they're not going to act on it. You know, I, I have been encouraging people as far as solutions go to run for office, to run for local office or to do something like that. There are things I think that we can do as far as solutions go right now. Um, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great, great thing to advise people to do. I have a friend in New Hampshire, um, on Facebook, on Facebook, I've got 55,000 followers. Please follow me, Matt Landman and reach out and share and I'll share. And we have a great network of like-minded truth seekers. And I have a friend in New Hampshire who just got on the school board as a uh, representative, you know, but anywhere where you can have a voice and speak some truth into these people. It's so important because guess what? No one's going to just tune in and, and watch Franken's guys. If they haven't been exposed to it, it's up to us to find our friends, our family, our peers, our local community and meet them where they're at. It's so important because the powers that be want to make the crazy conspiracy out of everything that is truth oriented and then people are kind of blindsided and overwhelmed, and then they may actually conform and get the vaccine because they're overwhelmed with information and they're overwhelmed with fear. But if you can be that little beacon of light and meet them where they're at on their level and not be ungrounded, you know, because the first first impression is huge on certain topics, especially things that have been um, amplified by the media as hot topics such as you know covid and conspiracies and vaccines and whatever it may be some people have been told that their family member died of covid you know and then you come along and tell them it's not even real or whatever but maybe they had a heart attack and you know you just gotta talk to them and you don't have to do it all at once and there's different ways to meet everyone but yes i i definitely think that running for office is a great great thing befriending some people in office and speaking some reason into them is a great thing as well. You can put in certain city ordinances where they can't have a cell tower a certain distance from schools and get the community behind it. And then people get educated on, on why that was even done. You know, Oh, we did it because other places did it and we don't want the kids radiated too much because it ends up causing cancer and what have you, you know, these things, can be done it's just one step at a time and having the courage to try and then as far as like planting those seeds and like you doing your show and all this stuff you never realize the impact that you have people have reached out to me even just today someone reached out to me and said that they listened to a show that i did four years ago and were asking me for a copy of frankenskies and this and that but the seeds that you plant 
the way that the people out in the world have been programmed, the way that the people have been programmed, they actually have, um, they need to hear things more than once. So you set the seed, you plant the seed, and then they hear it again, and they hear it again, and then they start to dig into it for themselves because they actually think that it might be true. But if they've just heard it from one person or one source, they might not even reflect on it. It might not even be anything that they want to you know, think about. So it's up to us to kind of be that squeaky wheel of truth, to shine that light for people, to be the opposition of lies in this world of this empire of lies that's being built right before our eyes. It's kind of, it's pretty weird, but guess what? One little bit of truth and you can hone in on discernment. Like you get to refine your gut instincts, your like street sense. This discernment is so important because then you can use that as a tool to look at other truths and to know what's lies and to know what's good for you and whatnot and what's bad for you. And then you can own that vibration of truth and guide the way for other people and what have you. And especially with like with knowledge is power concerning health. There's so many different things that we can do aside from getting a vaccine that is so good for our health and our immune system and keeping us happy, healthy humans through diet and what have you, or learning about alkaline or Dr. Sebi, SEBI and alkaline diets and even fasting and, and so much more is, um, there's so much more that you can do with your diet, no matter who you are. I've, I've, I've learned about intermittent fasting and then eating um, uh, fruit as the first thing that I eat in the morning. And I've been rinsing my mouth with coconut oil, which really helps the, the biome. We've got a gut biome that connects to the throat and the mouth and the brain. And all of that biome needs to be interacting together and using fluoride toothpaste or even mouthwash to kill off the stuff in your mouth is actually really bad. And we need to really know that and don't get a root canal and, understand what magnesium is and all these different things because when you're, so here's one little tidbit that I want to leave people with. So you ask like, what's, what are words of encouragement? Well, there's so many different topics. There's, there's chemtrails for instance, and then there's, there's diets and then there's the COVID thing and there's all this stuff, but just let's talk about chemtrails and these toxins in our environment because there's so many environmental toxins that are bogging us down. If we understand health and we understand mineralization and getting minerals, if we understand health and minerals then we can sidestep a lot of issues like absorbing toxins from our environment. So let me explain. So magnesium, for instance, is something that we really need. It's a, it's a uh, mineral that we really need in our environment. And if we eat sugar, for every molecule of sugar that we ingest, it takes 54 molecules of magnesium to process that one molecule of sugar. So we lose a lot of magnesium every time we eat sugar. And if it just says sugar and it's not like cane sugar or honey, then it's usually GMO sugar beets, Monsanto, and it's all, we got to learn about that and glyphosate and why, just learning why things are GMO'd because they can withstand being poisoned, you know, otherwise they would die from being poisoned by that herbicide. That's really eye-opening. But either way, by being mineralized, by being up to speed on our calcium and our magnesium and other things and knowing that magnesium is the central atom in the chlorophyll molecule and getting our leafy greens and our chlorophyll and understanding this and being resonating with that knowledge is power and healing thyself, healthy self, heal thyself, right? You get there and then once you're up to speed with your minerals, you're not uptaking toxins from the environment and in replace of the minerals that you need. So say you're out in the world and you're up to speed on your magnesium and you don't need that in your bones, then your body's not absorbing radioactive strontium from chemtrails 
that everyone else may be because you're actually not mineral deficient, you know? So by not being mineral deficient, you may be exposed to environmental toxins, but you're not going to be absorbing them to replace the chemicals that you need. So just to, to, to really, um, iron it out, to iron it out. So say you're, you're deficient in calcium in your bones and your bones really need calcium and it's trying to absorb calcium from your food or whatever you're getting in your environment, but you're not giving it enough calcium, but then it finds something in the environment that seems like it might be calcium and it absorbs it in your bones. It could actually be toxins, but if you're up to speed on the calcium, it wouldn't be looking for calcium from anything absorbing toxins to try to get up to speed on your calcium. So that little bit can help you with your longevity and your happy, healthy life. And when you're happy and healthy, you're resonating to a higher vibration and all this stupidity is so easily, you know, you can easily face it and laugh at it and realize, you know, maybe we're living a South park episode or something, but we can all laugh together and kind of find our tribe by like going to the park and see who's not wearing a mask and then befriending them and then having good friends for your kids. But it's not going to be all at once, you know, it's going to be a slow process, but now that everything is showing its face and showing its true colors, it's actually an opportunity for those that resonate and understand and know the power of truth or what the truth is, or even on that vibration at all. So don't be discouraged. I know it's, discouraging and it's kind of weird and scary but in the end it's going to be our opportunity to pave the way and to make the world that we always wanted yeah i agree i think that um there is a lot of hope right now there's a lot of things that we can do i they want us to feel like we are powerless and i think that like as you said it, it that's part of the fear campaign and putting out that boogeyman figure of like bill gates he's doing all these things and no one can stop him they constantly have him on tv you know part of that is to make people feel like they are powerless there's nothing that they can do i mean i i see it all the time where people are asking me well you know what can we actually do about any of this stuff and I think that we are a lot more powerful than we understand. You know, there's like a, um, a famous meme, right? And it's a bunch of people like hunched over and there's a monopoly board on their backs. And it's like, oh, if we just stood up, we could like their game could be knocked over or something. And it has these guys like playing the game on, on the backs of these people. And I feel like that is the situation that we're sort of in where it, they rely on us uh, for to control everything. I mean, we're really, at the end of the day, it's our consent that allows this to happen and our tacit approval. You know, if we're not doing anything about it, we are in a way tacitly approving it. So I think that um, there, there's something to be said about that. Like human beings are made in God's image. You know, we are, um, we're made in his image and I think that we have a lot more power than we've been led to believe. And they want to keep us in this low vibration, this state of like fight or flight uh, mentality uh, to keep us from kind of realizing and actualizing our potential. Yes, I agree. And I think that's beautiful that you see that as well, because that's why we're under attack because if we saw our divine potential then we'd be unstoppable and we wouldn't bow to a government to give us hands out to and and pay our taxes because we're told to and all these 
I mean, we would literally own our own sovereignty and just grow our own food and do everything ourselves and, and have like these uh, elevation of spirituality, which would put us in a crash course destiny to who knows what, you know, but all in due time. And I think that the, 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 there is nothing but hope when all is saturated with so much fear and, and, you know, negative vibrations. And the, when we can snap out of it, I had a, an experience, an experience when this first happened, I never really got caught up in the fear, but my buddy did. And I gave him this big hug and told him to snap out of it. He worked at a juice bar. So he was surrounded by the public and he was just hunched over, totally overwhelmed by it. Like two weeks into the COVID thing, like a year ago. And I gave him a big hug and I swear for a couple hours, I was totally, I like sucked the fear out of him, but I was impacted by it to such a degree that I was overwhelmed by this frequency of fear. But once I snapped out of it, I mean, I was really worried about everything, COVID and, and everything. I was so, I could see what it does and what it is. But once I snapped out of it and saw it from another perspective, it's kind of like overcoming the ego and taking a step aside and seeing it for what it is. It was so empowering. It's such an empowering thing to realize that we're being frequency and attacked by fear. And once you see it for what it is, you can rise above it and not even be impacted by it at all. And I think once you do that, their weapons are pretty useless, you know, and, th and therein lies the, the power. We just have to show the way to our brothers and sisters that are all somehow overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I think that's true. In our last couple minutes here, I just want to ask you, do, do you have any dates or anything of when when the next Frankenskies is coming out? Uh, the next movie is a work in progress because the the future is yet to be written. I think it'll be finished up around the beginning of next year as this um, I would like to go to Sweden and oppose this experiment of spraying the skies and saying, here's the chemicals that work best to dim your sun. You're welcome. We're going to do it now um, nonstop and publicly. I'd like to go protest that thing and stop it, but we can't even enter the country as Americans right now during the COVID stuff. So I'm, I'd like to include in the movie something hopeful, not just, oh, they're going to dim our suns soon. <laughs> right. Too bad. But um, a release date is not quite there yet but if you have any footage you want to share you can go to frankenskies2.com and upload photos and footage and as you learn about the manipulation of the jet stream and what was done to texas and all of that what is going on concerning the weather and a potential food shortage and now even water is traded on the stock exchange like it's a commodity and if you see that if you can control the weather, you can control the world. And anybody that didn't watch my movie just now, I'm so glad that you screened it. Frankenskies is available for free at frankenskies.com or frankenskiesthemovie.com. Um, and I'm happy for any suggestions on who to interview for the um, frankenskies2.com because so many people are corrupted and bought. I, can, I found a lot of bad people to interview like evil people you know that are pushing the the pushing the evil narrative and whatnot but finding the good guys is few and far between so i'm i'm it's a work in progress and i'm really excited to get it done but but like i'm saying um i think that it'll be like perfectly timed just like how frankenskies one was perfectly timed because i thought that i was this this horrible person because it was 
being delayed so much. But then I realized I thought it was divine intervention because when it finally got, when it finally got released, I was able to plug these new clouds that were being announced. And this launch of geoengineering in the media was just surfacing when the movie was released in June of 2017, which was very important that that was included in the film. So I think all in divine timing, um, but I'm hopeful for one year from now to at least get it definitely out of it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think everybody here would be looking forward to it. I've had lots of comments in here, people telling me like, make sure you put this interview up on your website. So I'm going to try to do that as well. Um, if you want to uh, real quick, uh, let everybody know about your clothing line, where they can get that if they'd like to. Um, and I will be trying to drop your links into live chat as well. Terrific. Yeah. So Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, gear, um, G-E-A-R.com and Sparrow gear on Instagram. And then also actualactivists.com. We've got a, a new blog on there that that's really interactive and that site's going to be changing a lot in the near future. But Sparrow, where you never forget the silver lining, it's all about hope. And Sparrow is even the Latin word that translates to hope. It's all silver lined clothing and maternity wear and hats and t-shirts and sweatshirts and the sparrow foam bags. And I'm even going to be coming out with new stuff like baby things, but I do have a baby beanie and a baby blanket, but I'd like to do a baby onesie this year and women's tights and more. Please check us out even just to take a look or share the website sparrowgear.com. And then of course, like I said, frankenskies.com and actualactivists.com. And then also Matt Landman on YouTube and Facebook, if you're looking to follow me some more. And I really appreciate all the support and listeners. And I'm sorry about the technical difficulties at the beginning. That's really weird. But sometimes I definitely think that things get kind of a little interrupted when we start to talk about cool stuff. So, yeah, I think that's true. We've experienced that before uh, here. And, you know, we're very different. We're live all the time. So our listeners are very much used to our technical difficulties. <laughs> it happens. Nice. We don't edit anything out here. So it is what it is. And you get mm -hmm. what you get, you know. We're cool. doing it all on our own. Everybody here volunteers their time and doing 24 seven is not easy, but I think, you know, it's a good service. So um, I'd love to have you on again sometime. Thank you for coming on and uh, sharing all the stuff that you had to say. And, you know, I'm sure we could have talked for probably another two hours <laughs> at least. So there's always stuff to talk about next time. So thank you for coming on. I will be dropping your links out there. Um, and it was really good talking to you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And I'd be happy to come on anytime. Um, please be in touch. And thank you for thinking of me. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. So we're at the last um, four minutes of the show. That was Matt Landman. I'm going to drop his links a couple more times into live chat for everybody so you can look him up and follow him. I know he does have a YouTube channel, um, Matt Landman. If you just type that into YouTube, you should be able to find it uh, very easily. And then uh, Frankenskies, the movie, that was what we watched uh, earlier today um, before my show. If you missed that, if you're just coming in now, um, I encourage you to go to the website and watch the whole thing because it's really fascinating. Uh, it's really interesting. 
Um, and I look forward to the next one. You know, the, an interesting thing um, I'll say before we pass this over is little Re um, was, she said something to me when we were outside and there were like chemtrails in the sky. I was out there, like we were just playing and she says something like, oh, you know, um, look at that mommy chemtrails. And I'm like, how do you know that word? <laughs> You're seven. Where did you hear that? It's so funny. Um, but she knew what it was like she, and, and I asked her like, do you know what that is? And she just kind of explained it like it, as the way a seven-year-old would, but that's kind of sad in a way too, that little kids are aware of chemtrails and they know what they are. Um, I'm, I don't think when I was a kid and I'm not that old, obviously, um, I don't think that I knew what chemtrails were or anything like that. So I do in a way, um, I think that I have hope for the next generation. I think that they're learning things. Um, and now that we have them home right now during COVID, you, you can kind of teach them a lot more, but also I get to kind of, um, listen into like what her teachers are doing. And I really appreciate that. Cause I've also got to learn some of the kids in her class. You know, I kind of know some of them by their voices now. And I just like to hear what they're, what they're teaching the kids. Um, it's I, cause I haven't had that opportunity before. And I will say I've seen some like <laughs> some bizarre stuff. Um, but it's not like as bad as I thought it would be. I was concerned they'd be giving them all of this like propaganda and stuff. And at least like for her class isn't like that. Um, and I think that's a good thing. And I can see how her teacher interacts with the kids, um, and tries to give them like, uh, one-on-one -on -one care. There's only so much you can do when it's remote learning though. So um, oh, <laughs> Philva, what are we talking about? Uh, a gang praying? You mean just like a, a large group prayer? <laughs> oh, you know what? Before I pass this over, I had a message for people today. Um, earlier this morning when I woke up, what was it that I, I really wanted to like put out there for people? Let me find it real quick. I'll read that before we go. Oh, it's don't let the devil get a foothold in your life, except Jesus Christ. Welcome him into your heart. Each and every one of us falls short of the glory of God. Our works are like dirty rags. Um, and they're nothing without faith. Without faith in Christ, your works mean nothing. Through him, all things are possible. He said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and doors will be open for you. He has something amazing in store for you. He has a plan for your life if you submit to his will. Learn, lean not on your own understanding and rely on him in all things. And you will begin to see changes in your life and in your spirit. That was my message for today. <laughs> All right. So we're now at the top of the hour. I'm passing it over to Coach Clay. Um, I don't see I-70 yet. Is he in here? He, he shall be, be in here quite soon. He's on location there at uh, one of the restaurants there down in Florida. What's it called here? At the seat to table place. The, really? The guy, that, uh, the guy that says no mask needed in Florida grocery stores. That guy. 
that's so cool. I didn't know there was someone doing that. That's fantastic. And we have to support people like that, that are standing up to this tyranny because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Captain Liberty, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but I did ask that question for you. So um, I will upload that and I'll put it out for people uh, in the element server. So if you missed that interview, you can go back and listen to that. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, Radix. Well, you have a great evening. That was a great interview. Hope to have that guy back again. It was very informative. I know, right? <laughs> All right. You guys have a good one. You too. All right. Okay. Yes. Looks like the main man just got in the house there. Good to see you there, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Hope you can hear me okay. Yep. You're five by five. All good to go. All right. Broadcasting live from uh, Steve's table where Alex Jones was brought here today. Uh, talk with Alfie, the owner that's kind of leading the uh, charge against the anti mass thing down here in Florida. Hell of a store. I hope everybody checks it out in Fort Myers. Uh, I'm going to hang on as long as I can, my battery, and then uh, I might fade out. All right, my friend, sounds good. All right, well, folks, we'll be back right after this. Initiating satellite scan. 